Welcome to another live edition of In the Doghouse, a podcast by Justin Kotler, Dakota Shackleton, and myself. Uh, this yes. week, as just like last week, our special treat is to make fun of how Dakota beat me in the workouts and then give you guys some tips on how you can beat him in the coming days. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say for two three. And oh, but I, yeah, I think now it's three and oh, actually. Three for three. Three. Double workout. Double workout. Yeah, I was trying to think what combinations could possibly come up next week that could give me a glimpse of hope that I could beat you. And I just, I think it's over. Not a lift. Not after today. That's tough. Yeah. One RM deadlift. deadlift. That was Honestly, probably that... the perfect lift for you to, to win because it's, to me, it's most closely related to a push press, which we can talk more about. And that's not a strong lift for me. Pretty strong lift for yeah. you. I and think I like every other lift across the, yeah, every lift across the board, I think you would probably would have got me on clean and jerk. Yeah, shoulder maybe overhead, not front squat. Deadlift, maybe not yeah. front squat. Hence, but hey, the reason Dakota had had that call with the boss two days ago, just to make yeah. sure. <laughs> Love it. That was good. That How was, you guys that feeling after that? Workout, so. How you feeling? Feel pretty Deep. good after that one. Yeah, I actually I feel better than I thought I was going to feel. Mm. I thought I was going to be hurting a little bit more. Um, it did not destroy my back. Did not destroy my midline. It was, uh, you know, a nice little cardio burn and it had a little bit of like some ups and downs, but it definitely wasn't one where like the buzzer hit and I was falling on the floor. Like some of the workouts could have been, um, it was, it was a good workout actually. I liked it. How are you feeling Keith? Good. I probably feel about the same. Like I felt like, I feel like if we were doing a training day right after it, that I could get back in and do normal training. I really actually don't feel like there's anything that I'd be like, Oh, I can't do that today now. Um, it was very much just kind of like a threshold cardio type of workout. It's long enough that you can't really like put the hammer down unless you're just elite, the elite of the elite. And, uh, it's low skill enough. And the fact that there was no loading on it in the beginning, like if that were shuttle runs and dumbbell snatches, I'd be feeling like shit. I'm sure just from the eccentric loading of that. But the fact that it was burpee pull-ups is like, it was just a grind. It very much was like, where's your fitness hat? How uncomfortable can you get towards the back half of this workout? Um, it's a fun test, uh, but but definitely one that majority of people can train right through. Like you can hit that workout, take a little bit of time, move on. If you want to lift squat after, cool. If you want to do some skill work after, cool. Like my pulling feels fine. My shoulders were a little tired during it, but they feel fine now. Um, even my legs, like if we needed to run after, I don't feel like that would have been that limited. So it's a nice one for the middle for a middle week of the open. Beautiful. Keith, why don't you take us through the workout, through the two parts? <laughs> And then I think let's uh, let's go over what we watched today um, with Roman and Pat. But first, let's cool. let's let's go over it. Yeah. So two part workout. Um, first part is 15 minutes of burpee pull ups and shuttle runs. And the way the format worked is you started with five burpee pull ups, and then you went into 10 shuttle runs. One rep of shuttle runs, which we should all know at this point, is down and back. So 25 feet down, 25 feet back. That's one rep. <laughs> Doing that 10 times. Josh it's 20 crazy. touches if you prefer it that way. But it's or 100 feet. <laughs> yeah, but that's just, that's too big of a number. We don't no, have to I like, like that. Because there's 20 laps of 25 feet. It just, it's, it's 20 not, it's not laps. A, or it's 20, not 20 laps, though. A lap would be around a track. It's 20 lengths. 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 Yeah, 20, lengths. 20 lengths. Are people going to screw this up again? Down. Yes. I there's no question they're going to screw it up again. Uh, without question. It, uh, it, and it then drives me insane. Every round... After that, you add five burpee pull-ups. So it very quickly becomes a burpee-heavy workout. Uh, the first few rounds, shuttle runs felt like a, a big chunk of it. But at, once you get to like the round of 15, to me, it turned into like a burpee workout where the shuttles were what I was begging to get back to so that I could relax for a little bit. 
Um, and then part B was five minutes to establish a one rep max thruster. I actually really liked that it was immediately following rather than in the past where we've had like a one minute break period of some sort, because I think that that forces people to think differently about how they approach the very end of the first part of the work, the first workout, which is definitely something we can talk about um, because they don't think like, Oh, I've got a minute to chill. I go right into this five minute block. So you're starting to think about the second half when you're determining like how hard you want to hit the gas pedal at the end. Um, yeah. And that's it. So yeah, piece of cake. So let's talk a little bit about what we watched today. We saw mm -hmm. Pat and Roman get after it. Uh, Roman won both parts. Uh, the first part was, uh, pretty close. Um, and, uh, Pat led for like the first five to six minutes, um, seemed to get out after it a little bit faster. Uh, and then Roman was able to catch him and then they were pretty, pretty much neck and neck until, um, until that last round of, of 30, uh, burpee pull-ups. Uh, and then, and then he, he took the lead, mm -hmm. um, couple things that I noticed uh, throughout the workout, which I thought uh, Roman executed very well on. Uh, first, I thought Roman had a little bit of advantage. Um, there is uh, no uh, standard, uh, distance standard between your hands and the pull-up bar. Uh, Roman's a little bit taller and was a little bit closer to the pull-up bar. And you could see it on the pull-ups that when he jumped up, he had less distance to pull himself up. And over that many reps, I think it might've made a little bit of a difference. The other thing that I noticed was that Roman had little to no eccentric tension on his burpee, uh, where Pat was lowering himself to the ground a lot more. I'm not saying that's what made the difference, but to me, that would obviously be a big tip that I would give to people is, is try not to slow down your burpee to the ground, uh, which we always talk about in house. Um, but that was something, you know, that it, at first glance that I noticed, we also noticed that, uh, Roman would run and, and he would touch with opposite hands on, on either length of the shuttle run where Pat was staying with one hand the whole time, essentially just turning the same way, which, Again, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of. I, I'm a, a bigger fan of, of the way that, that Rome did it. And, and during the workout, Kiefer, <laughs> Kiefer made the comment, be an athlete. I agree with that. Uh, to me, that's that's like it's more athletic to be able to go, you know, both sides, ambidextrous. And it's just uh, to me, it's more balance between your body and not having to push off the same leg, reach with the same hand. I, I, I'm more of a fan of creating more balance there. Um, and then, uh, th so those are the big things that I saw on part A. On part B, um, Roman started at 135 and made that, you know, just to kind of get the feel and groove the thruster a little bit, hit the 135, then jumped to 225, then 275, then 295, and missed 300. Um, but I thought, you know, it looked really solid. Pat started at 230. Uh, and honestly, that first one, um, didn't look great. And then he, he struggled, um, uh, you know, that Hiller already made a post, um, those next two thrusters could have easily been called no reps, uh, the 250 and the 270, uh, he missed 275. 
but but I really like <coughs> Roman's strategy throughout. I thought he had a slightly better one uh, on part A and part B, and executed better, and 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 uh, hence won both both parts of the workout. But those are those are things. My initial thoughts when watching, mm-hmm. and then obviously we can get into some deeper stuff. But but what did you guys see um, out of that? Or were there any other thoughts or anything you want to add to those that we that we uh, saw between uh, Roman and Pat? Yeah, that uh, that turning was like the first thing I noticed, even on the first round. And uh, whoever was commentating, they mentioned it as well. Like, you know, Pat was just going in a circle, kind of like similar to box jumps, like, you know, just like crushing that left leg every single time. Um, And, you know, I I definitely was trying to do the turn both ways. And then, I mean, we watched the uh, like the average Joe or the average CrossFitter go before. And there was a huge difference in the burpee pull-up technique. I think, you know, most of our people are going to be doing the jump in as much as you can and try and just finish up with a strict pull-up. But um, the the group of four, they were doing the jump, kipping, pull-up every single time. Um, and, I mean, that just depends where your, your pull-up ability or capacity is going to be at for sure. But, uh, yeah, you can get your hands right up beneath those bar. You basically jump into the full pull-up. Um, see the show events and then then yeah like the the loading was very interesting to me like i would have thought i would have started out at you know 185 205 and done a couple of smaller jumps but once i saw him do that i definitely took a little bit of that piece i started at 155 and then made a few bigger jumps um squeezed in probably one more rep than i would have planned on initially and yeah that fast turnaround is, is is tricky but it's easier to do the fast turnaround and do 135 than stress about trying to hit a 225 bar on your first one. And both so you guys I, had the opportunity to change your shoes, right? You both changed your shoes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And, cool. and I, I went into it thinking that like, Oh, I was going to need a throwaway weight at the beginning to feel it out because in the past we've had these workouts, like coming out of doing thrusters and pull-ups and you're going into a clean complex or something and you feel totally trashed and the weight feels terrible. I actually, felt the opposite on this. Like I went in and my first weight was 185, which to me was like a kind of like a compromise throwaway. It wasn't like just 135, but it wasn't jumping right into a first attempt. Uh, and then I went to 215 from there, which was like what I thought would be a fair, pretty easy first attempt that I knew I would be able to get past, but I needed that number. And I felt like I didn't need to do that. Um, I was surprised getting to there at how f- like fine my legs and my shoulders felt in terms of the thruster. It was just my heart rate being really high. And so having taken like a minute to a minute and 20 seconds, I think that I could have just gone right to that 215 bar rather than wasting the time at 185. Um, But that that might just be a personal thing. But I was like shocked at how little it was an issue for that. And, you know, when I ended up getting to my last lift, my last lift was damn close to my heaviest lift that I would have done fresh anyway. And so I don't think that it was a huge factor there. And so I think time was a bigger friend of mine. And if I were to do it again, I would have started heavier to have a couple like more attempts or more time to rest at my heavier weights to treat it more like a strength piece. So do you think if you, if you got had to do it over again, you'd start like 225 ish uh, on the, now, uh, on the thruster? I think so. My, my attempts were 185, 215. Uh, I guess all of these plus three pounds. Cause I had, I had fractionals on, right. But 185, 215, 240, 250. So the last one. And then I even had time to take another rip at, at another weight and I ended up missing it. I wish that I had just started at the 215 and not w- wasted the 185. And I think that the difference for me would have been that instead of hitting that last weight that I missed after like 50 seconds of rest, I could have done that with like a minute and a half of rest because I would have had more time between those attempts. 
And so uh, I think that there's probably a middle ground for everybody between like a, a first attempt weight that they feel good about and like a true throwaway weight. And if you can start a little bit higher and closer to that, you can close the gap. And I, I think most people should feel pretty confident that they can hit like that, you know, 80 to 90% weight without much stress. Yeah. And okay. before the workout, we did a pretty much just a quick build to almost a true max. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I almost felt better when we were a little bit more warmed up uh, after Correct. the workout, getting into that second yeah. piece of thrusters. Like it was, breathing was pretty heavy, but uh, the fatigue really wasn't there immediately that the thruster wasn't able to be done. Like my jumps, I was 155. Then I went to 25, 45, 65. And then at the end had like one last chance at 275. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, I think the same thing. If I were to go again, I'd probably start around the 200 range and then, you know, like take out one of those jumps in between mm-hmm. so that I could have had another shot at uh, that yeah. heavier one. And it just would have given me, you know, 15, 20 seconds between each lift instead of, I mean, basically that's an EMOM in five minutes uh, with that yeah. last lift, like right before the buzzer happening. I, I think we're so accustomed to thinking that, that your lifts are going to feel like dog shit coming out of a Metcon before. And I don't think this was as bad as that. So I think that was just something we were surprised by. We were too conservative warming up. And I would encourage most people to be like a little bit more confident in the weights that you think you can do. Like I built to a max on the thruster beforehand because I haven't hit a heavy thruster in a really long time and I wanted to feel it. And I wanted to have a good idea for my athletes too, like what percent of your max is, is like realistic going into that. And, uh, I was damn close to what I feel like a max or a 93 to 95% would have been anyway. It was not a struggle of like a post metcon struggle. It was just a struggle because it was a hard weight for me. So I'll be a little more aggressive with people knowing that like 75 to 85%, that's going to be cake. And then we're going to try to like inch away those last couple of pounds. And I think that having more time for a couple of heavier weights where you can take some of those smaller jumps instead of running out of time. And maybe, you know, if you're a male making a jump from like 245 to 270, cause you're running out of time and then you miss that and you didn't have the time to make smaller jumps that you wish you had. I think that's going to make a big difference for people. How, uh, Dakota, how'd you feel jumping from, uh, 155 to 225? Do you feel like it was fine? It wasn't. Yeah, that was, there? that was fine. It felt good. I did the first one beltless. And so just always getting that extra little, you know, snug on the belt made it feel cake. Okay. It was good. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think what, what we watched with the, with the guys today, um, it, it was interesting, um, you know, Roman started a little bit more deliberately than Pat um, and then obviously was able to overtake him. I know it wasn't a, a, a big difference, but I think that that's important for people to recognize and, and to realize, like, it's not about how, how fast you start. In fact, I think you can really you can really screw yourself in the first, you mm-hmm. know, three to four minutes of the workout. Um, yeah. And Nick, one of our coaches is saying he had his one rep, one RM thruster. Right. Um, Which I, at, is very consistent. That's, I feel like people are going to be damn close to a one RM or what they think is a one RM. But I also think, I know I want to get back to talking about the first part of the workout, but the thruster is such a unique lift in that it's not anywhere near most people's one RM clean. And it's not like doing a clean and jerk. So I don't think that you lose that much or that you smoke yourself that much by building something heavy before the workout. Like if you have no fucking idea what your one rep max thruster is, just casually build to a really heavy one before. You don't have to like, you don't have to like uh, chalk up, stomp your feet, take a bunch of rip, a bunch of caffeine and, and uh, crank the music up to do it. But like build to something heavy before and then take your time, warm up your shuttle runs and everything. And you're going to have a much better idea of where you're at if you don't know where it is. 
if you do know what your one rep max thruster is, I think you can pretty confidently hit 90% plus. So I like that we have the video on now and, and we have an opportunity to be able to go through the movements themselves. I like uh, when we're watching this here, you know, both guys, um, they're doing the little step up on the burpees, which I think is really smart because uh, it gets you in a specific cadence and you can stay that you can stay that way. Um, and now we're watching what we were talking about earlier, which is Pat, where he's turning uh, each each time the same way, touching with his right hand, uh, as opposed to Roman, uh, who comes down, uh, touches right, goes back, touches left, um, gets a little spring off there. And I, I personally am a fan of, of the way that, that Roman is doing it. Um, but obviously, you know, if some people are more comfortable turning one way, I just think uh, it's creating a little bit more balance. You're not, you're not consistently reaching down um, and touching with the same hand or driving off the same leg. Um, so that's the way that I would suggest it. And I also think on the pull-ups, if everybody noticed, uh, and, and I had someone ask me this earlier, cause we saw the, um, I, I forget their names who started, uh, who, who went prior to, to Roman, who were members of, uh, of CrossFit Bison. Um, but, but they were jumping up and kipping every single um, rep. And obviously, if you can do what Roman and, uh, and Pat are doing, uh, where they're jumping in and essentially they're, 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 they're just jumping in and doing half pull-ups every single time, and that's the way you guys did it. That's the way to do it, guys. I mean, you want to set up literally one millimeter under the pull-up bar and be able to utilize that jump to be able to, to go in and, and, uh, and, and jump halfway through the pull-up. Um, yeah. So th and those think, are the big things we're noticing here uh, with these guys. In addition to this, and this might be hard to see, it's something you can feel when you warm up, but the best you can, if you can stand up from your burpee with the intention of jumping before you worry about looking for the pull-up bar, I think it saves you a half a second because it's really easy to like stand up, look straight up, find the bar, and then gather yourself for a jump. But if you can just stand up, jump, and then know that your hands are going to grab the bar as you're on the way up, know that it's close enough, I think it saves you a little bit of time. It makes it feel a little bit less obnoxious of like cranking your neck up every rep. And so that was my intention or my goal is like kind of just keeping my gaze forward, jumping, and then finding the pull-up bar as I'm pulling myself through that middle range. Um, there's probably like a, a, you know, that might be a little bit different for everybody in terms of like how confident you feel or how athletic you feel doing that. But I think that that made a big difference in terms of just comfort on the back half of it. Uh, if we talk about split times, I have, uh, Romans split times, uh, and he pretty much averaged throughout the entire workout, just about four seconds per burpee pull up. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, Oh yeah, there we go. Oh, look at that. We've already got it. So there you see it. Yep. You got 4.5 seconds pat at 4.7. Did they steal this from yeah. Ava? This is great. I love it. I know, right? Um, and then I I had it down as as uh Roman fluctuated, um, but and, and it's pretty dang close. But you look at those, look at those rounds of shuttle runs, um, and uh and and they're very, very close. Um, you know, one minute, 105, 108, 115, 121. So they did slow down a little bit. And then obviously, um, they, you know, hustled up a little bit on that round six, but it's somewhere between a minute and 120, um, for the elites of the elite. Right. And somewhere around, uh, four to four to four and a half seconds on burpee pull-ups, mm -hmm. um, and, and we saw Roman had enough gas to be able to speed up at the end and overtake Pat. Uh, and I think a lot of that is, it, you know, I think people are going to have to be really 
really diligent about pacing themselves on the first you know, two rounds, um, which essentially I think you can get out really, really fast. And then all of a sudden you hit a wall. But I think if, if you pace those first two rounds, well, you're going to have enough gas to last the rest of the workout. And, and ultimately I, I think that's the key is, is finding that steady pace. I always say like controlled aggression. Um, but, but finding like a steady semi uncomfortable pace that you think is sustainable. And Kiefer, mm -hmm. you talked about it earlier with Ava, which was, which was kind of, you know, that 5k pace, but yeah, go a little it's bit even more like, that. yeah, I, you know, just thinking of it in terms of time domain, this is right around where most people might be looking at like a 3k or you, if you don't have one, think like what you feel like doing a 5k, maybe a little bit faster than that, depending on how fast you are through those things. Right. Because there's no skill or loading that's going to limit you with muscular fatigue enough to make that the difference, this is very much just like, what is your heart rate? What is your capability through this whole thing? And you're trying to sustain from start to finish. So if you imagine you're running a three to 5K, you're not going to like sprint the beginning because you feel excited, slow down, and then suffer through that back half of it. You start at a pace that you're trying to hold through the whole thing. And I think that's exactly what you have to do here is you have to envision what you're going to feel like from minute 10 to 15. And that's the pace that you're trying to hold so that you can have as close to even split times as possible. I still think about last year with the one to 10 to one uh, burpee and deadlift workout. It was Medeiros. And I don't remember who he went against. Maybe it was one of the Panchik brothers. I think Justin, you'd probably remember. Um, I remember but, watching uh, Laura, Laura and Emma more than, yeah. more than I remember watching the boys. Somebody, I remember both of them went out so hot and they both just died. Yeah. And, <laughs> and somebody from the comment section might say it, but, but they showed at the end, essentially, the pacing in the split times, especially on the burpees for Justin versus the other person. And what you saw with Justin's was that it was very consistent throughout the whole thing. It was not exciting in the beginning. You almost look like you're just kind of like relaxed, maybe a little bit towards being bored. But the goal is that you're not getting that sort of exponential drop off as the back half of the workout goes on. And so I think a lot of people are going to overestimate how fit they feel in the first half or they're going to think they have to race because the, it starts with such low sets. But I promise that that sets of 15 burpee, burpee pull-ups, 20 burpee pull-ups, 25, getting to the set of 30 for a lot of people, your heart rate's going to jack up a lot more than you think. And so I think you have to pull back just a little bit um, and, and really try to think of like, okay, if I'm out running a three to five K, what is my heart rate at? What's my can like feel as I go through that? Yeah. Uh, another thing as I'm thinking about it, and obviously it just kind of, kind of making sure we're, we're, Tell, you know, giving people tips along the way of how they can speed up their scores and things. Now, listen, there are times in the workout you're going to want to stop, but this is one of those workouts that, that that's going to be consistent movement. Um, if, you know, we saw um, the, uh, again, we, we, we saw that the members uh, from, from the affiliate um, chalk up during the workout and, and kind of utilize that as a break. Please don't do that. Um, grab, if so you're going to get if, the chalk as far away as possible. Yeah. Or, or put, if you have a pockets, put chalk in your pocket. And as you're running for your shuttle run, you can do it on the way or put it somewhere that you can grab it and run with it and put, you know, kind of drop it back down. But at the end of the day, you know, these guys didn't, um, they didn't chalk, they didn't use grips. Um, there, there's no sense in that. And then, uh, if you notice, um, both of them have knee sleeves that are down, um, that are pushed down, please don't wear your knees, <laughs> your knee sleeves, um, on the shoulder runs, unless, you know, you're, you're, you know, old and bone on bone, like, like me, but, but in general, um, you know, 
that you're going to blow up your quads and, and it's just not very comfortable. Um, so have them there. Um, so you can, you know, just pull them up when it's time for the thrusters, but you certainly do not need them, um, during the shuttle runs. Um, and these are just little things that you can do to, to, to make, to, to pick up a little bit more time, um, and, and make the workout a little bit more comfortable. Um, and so, and as you're watching this, so you notice, I know Justin, you made a comment before about how it seemed like Roman was a little closer to the bar. Their bars are actually at different heights. They both had the opportunity to adjust them to exactly the height they needed. Perfect. I think the difference we see in the two of them and how how easy the pull-up piece is for Roman is that Pat's arms are just significantly longer. And so even after a little bit of a jump, Pat's got further to pull, Roman's head's already pretty close. So I think that that's going to be just a thing across the board is like, everybody's going to give a very similar amount of effort towards there. Everybody's going to have, you know, an inch above their fingertips. Um, but longer arms just means a little longer pull. But I think on the bright side, like I can speak for myself, I have longer arms. I'm a, I'm terrible at volume pull-ups. My arms and lats and biceps did not blow up at all during this piece. Also, look at Roman just dropping into his burpee and look at Pat slowly lowering himself to the ground. Um, mm -hmm. Significant difference between the two. And I think that made a huge difference on this set of 30 that we're watching. Um, so people can see that it's, it's pretty significant. You see Roman literally just drop to the bottom and you see Pat rolling to the bottom. Um, we talk about this all the time with our athletes, uh, at, and, you know, in-house in Vegas. Uh, and I talk about this in general, you'll hear me screaming it when we, when there's burpee workouts during the week. Um, and I think that's going to make a big difference. So if you don't have to do that, uh, I would strongly suggest it. I also think it's going to take a little bit more out of you for the thrusters if you do that, because essentially you're doing a slow negative on every single burpee. It's going to affect your pressing. So if you can just drop into it, uh, that's the way to go for sure on, on the burpee section. Mm -hmm. Dakota was wearing gloves. Oh, yeah. Just one. Yeah. Um, he no, thought he I was going to outsmart the yeah. workout. <laughs> you know, it was a situation where we were talking about chalking and um, you know, I'm habitually, uh, taking chalk breaks or water breaks. And so it was something that I was just going to test out to see if, uh, you know, I have like a pair of Reebok CrossFit gloves. Um, and at first when I jumped up on the pull-up bar the few times it felt cool. And then honestly, most of the way through the workout, I didn't feel like I needed them. I feel like I would have been fine without them. Um, you know, if you really need something on your hand, I would recommend like going for those two or three finger grips that have the holes that you can just leave on. Um, instead of like the flappy one that, uh, you know, you have to worry about every single time, but honestly I would do it again. I would go no chalk, no grips, no gloves, no anything. Uh, maybe like a little bit of tape. I see it. They have a couple pieces of tape on their thumb, but no, uh, no recommendations to go out and get some gloves and try it. Mm. Yeah. Stroke, I think, let's I think keep this hands. rolling, uh, through the thrusters so we can comment on the thrusters too. Um, let's, let's keep it rolling. Um, I'd love to be able to comment on, on some of these. We pull it back a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Go ahead, Keith. Uh, I was just going to say, I think, I think sweatbands are, are, are the play and nothing else is really necessary. Sweatbands just to make sure that it, as you're going through the workout, you don't sweat onto your hands. And if you don't, then you shouldn't have any issues with it. You know, you're doing pull-ups as singles that are hardly pull-ups because you're able to jump the whole way up. So. So we're seeing here, we saw Roman just hit 135. Pat takes a little bit more time. Uh, he's warming up his legs, doing some squats in the back. Um, and and he's going to step up to 230. Um, I I would, you know, I, I want to watch it again. Um, like, So I'm happy we have it here. But I, I'm, I'm very curious to get both your guys' opinions on whether or not you would uh, 
whether you would consider Pat's next two uh, next two thrusters as reps or no reps. Yeah, um, and I think when thinking about that, like watching that first one, clean, you know. He had a good squat, came up with good speed, finished it off with the press. And then like when you watch the next one, especially when you watch that knee kind of buckle underneath, um, it's just the biggest thing is just they don't look the same. Um, and you'll see it here in a second. We, uh, we talk about with thrusters all the time, the idea of, of standing up as hard as you can. It, it's really going to be imperative for you to create is obviously you want to explode out of the bottom, but there's that point, um, at, you know, where you're, you're just about at extension that you're going to want to stand and squeeze your glutes as hard as you can. And, and you're going to want to drive and stand up as hard as you can right at the end on almost the apex of the thruster, which is then going to, an, uh, uh, um, allow the, the legs to be the primary mover. Yeah. That was a no rep. I'm, I'm shocked that they actually called that. Yeah. There Hiller slowed it all down and we were able to see it in slow motion. And it, it, it's a tough one to call real time. It certainly I, looks off, but when you look at it really slow, it does look like he rebends underneath. Well, I think that I don't think that one was that hard to call. I think the next one is the hard one to call the yeah. 270. I think two, the 255 was, was not, he didn't mean to do it, but, but it's, it was pretty egregious, honestly. The 270, this is a tougher one to call, but I think that 255 was pretty obvious. Um, I, you know, I don't know whether the judge wasn't watching the knees. Maybe she was just watching the extension at the top and just lost the, you know, it just didn't get the whole view of it. But to me, that was a pretty easy call. Uh, the 255, I, I don't know that the 270 is as easy. It, it Hiller slowed it down and it's very, very close, the 270. I thought the 255 was pretty clear. Um, Roman, meanwhile, really, really solid. The only thing that Roman does is he walks a little bit on the 295, but at no time does he look like he's rebending. Let's see what we got. Oh, oh that's that 270? Missed. Yeah. He missed this and he came back and hit it. Got it. <laughs> and then he actually, I think he took a rip at 275. 275 and missed it. So they both had time for five attempts. To me, I just think that the it, it just wasn't quite necessary. Um, if you watch Roman's 225 and his 275, they both look really easy. Uh, I think that he probably could have very well gone right to 270, 225 to start. Now, I don't know that that would have meant that he hit anything heavier than this 295 here. But what I do know is that he would have had an additional minute to rest before he did it. And so I think that potentially, instead of having you know what looks like 45 seconds here for him to rest and then take the rip at it, um, he might have been able to treat it like a true strength lift, take two minutes, and he might have hit that weight. That's a he tough call. Does this little, you know, yeah. hip just drop to one side. Um, it doesn't look like he does a full rebend underneath it with his knees, yeah. but definitely you could see something like in his, you know, midline or in his hip start to. Give yeah, out the two seventy was a tough call. That there's yeah. no doubt that two seventy was tough. Um, but I, I think that the two fifty five should have been should have <clears throat> absolutely been a no rep. Um, and then they both missed these here. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, I think when we're talking about, you know, the 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 rest of the world, right? Like m m more of the uh, the everyday CrossFit or or people that are you know shooting for, um, you know, quarterfinals level, um, you know, some of the some of the big keys here, uh, you know, we're not talking about elite fitness is really starting out of the gate at a very comfortable pace. Um, you know, being able to sustain that, 
and then obviously, like you said, Keith, you know, uh, I think that people are going to be able to hit very close to their one rep max thruster. Um, you know, it, but again, I think it's also n- allowing yourself not rushing right afterwards. Give yourself the opportunity to get a little bit of rest. I don't think Pat hit a lift until about a minute and 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, even at a minute 30, if you think about it that way, you'll, you'll definitely still get four lifts. I mean, you get a minute 30, 230, 3.30, you know, and then you can go at the last one at 4.55. You just have to pull it off the ground prior to five minutes. It doesn't have to be completed at five minutes. So there's, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to get, you know, minimum four lifts here. Don't rush at a heavy weight on that first thruster. Make sure to give yourself a little bit of time, let your heart rate come back down. You know, if you saw Pat hit a couple squats or, you know, you saw Roman hit a, hit a, like you said, a kind of a, a, a throwaway or, or just like a groove weight. Um, you know, if you decide to do that, um, you know, Kiefer said he, he feels like he probably could have gone a little bit heavier. Um, Dakota made a 70 pound jump. Uh, and I feel like, you know, that's not going to be too, too crazy for people, but again, yeah. I mean, if you can start a little bit heavier, um, and it's not going to tax you, then I think that's fine. I just think you want to make sure that you feel confident on that first lift. You don't want to pick a weight that you're going to do that all of a sudden you get in your head, like, holy shit, that, that one felt really, really heavy right off the jump. And then it's going to get in your head for the rest of the three, you know, three and a half minutes. So mm-hmm. pick a weight that you know, you're going to smash, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like you said, Kiefer, you know, 95, 135. Now, yeah. when we watch them do all of their, uh, thrusters, they did them all as clusters. I know that's what you did for all your lifts, right? Kiefer. Mm-hmm. And then I went for the power clean plus thruster. Um, yeah. any thoughts on, you know, the difference between those or just comfort level? Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's just comfort level. Like I'm as comfortable in a squat clean as I am a power clean, but I also felt like for me to power clean it, um, just would have been like an extra rep worth of effort feeling. So if you're comfortable enough getting into a good front rack position in that squat clean, then I think that that's perfectly fine. I know for you, like squat clean and front rack are not like your favorite position. So it might make more sense in that case to, power clean, get into a really good strong position. And then you can go into a front squat jerk or sorry, front squat, like a thruster from that point. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a big difference. I think you'll see most people, most comfortable, most, you know, quarterfinals above athletes will just do it as a squat clean into it. I don't think there's a huge reason not to, Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with your way. I think in the warm up, I played around with both and I just didn't notice any benefit for myself in it. And so I chose not to. Uh, why don't you guys talk a little bit about how you warmed up, um, uh, you know, for the workout, um, for, you know, thruster wise, uh, and, and, uh, the shuttle run burpee pull up mm-hmm. kind of like talk a little bit about warm ups, a little bit about primers, uh, mm-hmm. that people can do, um, and talk about, you know, what you guys did. Yeah. Well, when we were watching this, I just was sitting on the bike. I mean, I, I logged like 15, 20 minutes, just like at a nice zone two to get a little sweat going. Um, definitely something. I feel like personally I need to be doing more of because I'll jump into workouts pretty, uh, I guess, too fresh. And that first round or that first couple minutes is too much of a heart rate spike. Um, and so that was kind of nice to just start off by getting a little bit of a sweat. And then uh, we just started, you know, doing some mobilizing, doing some uh, like some back and forths. Like I have some turf drills where it's high knees and butt kickers and stretching out, you know, the calves, stretching out the hamstrings, stretching out the hips. 
um, and kind of just did a little general warm up for about 15, 20 minutes first. Then uh, kind of started pulling out the barbell and, and going a little bit back and forth between like some of the technique practice of the burpee pull up, you know, trying to use that line as my friend, like you're supposed to have that tape line right underneath the bar to mark the shuttle run and, you know, playing around with where my hands would be jumping down and jumping up versus like he was uh, saying, Kiefer was saying, you know, trying to spot the bar on the way up versus finding your footing, looking up and then jump. So I kind of was messing around with a little bit of the technique. And then uh, really we just kind of built to a one rep max right before, right before mm-hmm. we started, which honestly it felt good. It was a good call. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say order of operations to me is like get into the gym, do your very general warm up that you might do on any training day. Like if you ha- like to do five minutes of bike and some mobility, do that stuff. Awesome. Then I would warm up the uh, thruster entirely first. So grab that empty barbell, get warmed up, get your front rack really, really warmed up more so than you would for a clean because in the thruster, you need to be able to keep a more full grip. The more full grip you can have, the better you're going to be able to transition through the middle because you're thinking of it like how you would push press. Like if you're standing tall, you've got a full grip, you want to be able to drive continuously. Um, So really warm up your front rack, warm up your legs, build up to a weight. I think that building up at least to an opener is something that everybody can and should have no issues doing because of it's just not that taxing of a lift. And I think, like I said earlier, like if you don't know what your one rep max is, I think you can push that envelope a little bit more and get closer to that feeling um, because it's a lift that's going to be separated. Like you could see hundreds of spots separated by 10 pounds. And so I think having a better understanding of what your max is, is going to be really helpful so that you can shoot closer to that number, especially knowing that it just wasn't that taxing to go from, wasn't that specifically taxing to go from part A of the workout to part B. Um, and then once we built to that weight, we stripped it down to what we felt like our starting weight was, and we just warmed up the second part there. And so like Dakota had already done some general dynamic warm-up stuff. Uh, I think it's great. As far as primers go, um, this is the best possible time to like rehearse your footwork and everything for that burpee pull-up. And so the way that I did it was I did a couple rounds of five burpee pull-ups, three shuttle runs, five burpee pull-ups again, and then I would rest a little bit. And what I was trying to, trying to take note of is like, where is my heart rate getting to as I do this? Is this pace feeling a little bit too hot? Is it a little bit too slow? Um, you know, again, just like we talked about last week with like, how fast should you row on the first workout and everything else? Like we just saw the best athletes in the world do it and they weren't doing it any faster than 20 seconds, any, any faster really than, you know, four and a half or five seconds of burpee. So that, you probably shouldn't be doing that either. You're probably yeah. thinking they're going to be a little bit slower on it. And so um, when I warm up, I tend to go try, like it's kind of like uh, the Goldilocks thing. Like I'll try a little bit too fast. I'll try a little bit too slow. I'll figure out like where my happy medium is. And so for me, like a little too fast is the pace that they stayed at. I knew I'd be a little bit slower. Um, and then the shuttle runs are just about managing your heart rate. And so I just practice footwork moving back and forth. You know, you should be feeling like you're getting your heart rate up to that, you know, zone three-ish range, like, you know, 155, 170 heart rate range that you feel like you could sustain. You should be getting there once or twice, let it come back down fully. And then I think when you start the workout, you'll be much more comfortable there as opposed to going from being pretty stagnant at like, you know, you're, you're walking around heart rate to right into a workout. And, uh, it's really easy to come out too hot. It's really easy to come out too hot in an ascending ladder of anything. And I think because these workouts have, there's no loading in it, it's even easier. A couple things I just remembered. Um, so you're allowed to have people, they specifically said you're allowed to have people change your weights. So make sure that you have people in there to be able to help you change your weights. 
make sure that you have the plates that you want to use set up next to your barbell before the workout starts. Unlike Kiefer and you're yelling uh, at people to run and get fives and two and a halves in the middle of the five minutes and cre <laughs> creating a lot more stress for yourself. So don't do that. Um, make sure you have everything that you want, uh, around prior to what I did like that Kiefer did. And I think it's something that you can utilize if you have the access to fractionals in the gym, um, throwing up a pair of ones on either side, um, to, to just bump it, say from, you know, if you're going to hit 225, well, you might as well hit 227. Um, that's going to bump you a little bit up on the leaderboard. So I don't think there's anything wrong with setting those. And I would put them just like Kiefer did on the inside of the bar and then they're there. And, and when you're doing it, you're not even thinking about it like that. You're thinking about it as like you did at 225, 240, 250. And they're like, oh, wow, I put those extra fractionals on. And now I get an extra couple of pounds, which yeah. is great. Um, so I would suggest that. Um, and those are things that you can do, obviously, that will help to uh, eliminate some stress, um, you know, during that part of the workout. Um, are there any things that you guys have as far as tips, as far as setup, or as far as, uh, you know, things that you can remember that you would say to yourself, I, I did this well, or I would, I would go back and change. Obviously I know Kiefer, you'd put the plates there next time. Um, yeah. But uh, my, anything else? My last yeah. thing, or Dakota, you go first, you say what yours is. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, having not just someone there, the loading um but on top of your reps as well um you know there was uh, just a slight <laughs> miscount so calculation on my on, on my first round um you know because i was just trying to do the honor system and count my own reps um but i mean the the open a is you know i mean we have standards we have you know the floor plan we have the rep schemes that are like very specific uh and it's supposed to be a qualifying workout so two seconds to screw it up. And then I had someone come over and, you know, help me keep track. Uh, you know, we know that the whole shuttle run debacle of last year was, was ridiculous. But I mean, when you're doing those 20 lengths or 10 laps and, you know, you start counting uh, one time off, all of a sudden you're screwed up and, and uh, having someone there, even if you don't have someone there, have a whiteboard, have something that's going to help you keep track where it's not going to be like a huge time distraction, you know, stepping over and making a mark or something like that. But, um, there's, there's a lot of reps and a, a lot of constant <laughs> repetition and it's easy to get lost in the shuffle or lost in the shuttle. You know what I mean? I, um, yeah. And then I would just say, uh, mentality wise, I think that I really, a big chunk of people are going to find themselves right around the set of 30 burpee pull-ups at the end of the workout. Um, and I think it's super common for us to know, like, you know, you get to your last 30 seconds, you get to your last minute and everybody's got like that little bit of extra gas in the tank. Hopefully you're in that position when you have something, uh, to me, uh, we, I got back to it. I don't know. I had under a minute to get back when I was at the burpee pull-ups at the end. What I wished for myself was that I had pushed the shuttles before a little bit harder because the shuttles before that said, I treated them like the rounds previous where I was trying to maintain my heart rate, keep my heart rate down. So I could go into that and be able to get through all the work. But I think that you know, rather than treating like the last round as the last round, if I had thought of the second to last round as my championship round and I pushed those shuttles more then I could have easily had 20 seconds left. And in 20 seconds, when your back's against the wall at the end, you can move a little bit faster. And that could have been another five reps for me. Um, and so I think that that's, you know, this could be different for everybody. If you're going to be most, a lot of people that are listening are probably going to be ahead of where I was and they'll already be in the burpee pull-ups, but like, you know, 
don't be afraid to hit the gas pedal with, you know, two minutes, 90 seconds left, because I think there's a lot of just willpower that goes into the end of a workout like this, because it's not limited by your skill level. Um, and so you really just have to be able to like put the hammer down, knowing that one rep, two rep, three reps moves you up the leaderboard a ton. I fell victim to the exact same thing. I, I, I was in that last session of runs. I looked at the clock. I had like a little bit over two minutes. I said, okay, I can, you know, get through these and maybe have a minute to hammer some burpees. And so I was just yeah. kind of, you know, sticking with that, you know, more casual pace back and forth. And then I started going and I had like 55 seconds and I was ripping them and I could have done it at that, you know, championship pace for another minute if I needed to. So if I would have, mm-hmm. you know, cranked the burpee or the, the shuttle time on that last one, same thing. I mean, five, yeah. 10 reps is, is a huge difference when everybody's clustered in that last uh, set of burpees. For sure. So before we sign off, uh, what do we well, give me? Give me some predictions on what you guys think uh, the best the best scores in the world will be. We we did that last week, and we were right. We got a couple people over three hundred wraps. Um, what, so, what do you guys think will be the best is, scores what, in the world? What was Roman's score? Was it one sixty eight? So he's at one sixty eight, and he's a round of thirty five burpee pull ups. Three at the pace that three they're burpee pull ups. At yeah. the pace that they're at, five burpee pull ups takes twenty seconds. So that's going to be uh, over. That's like two and a half minutes. I don't think anybody's getting through that piece because they're not going to be two and a half minutes ahead of Roman's pace. So I think that you're going to get a huge cluster fairly close to that. I think that 175 will be around the mark. I think that getting close to 180 is going to be really fucking impressive. Um, I would not be surprised if there's a couple of athletes to get towards that, but I just think like, the, the burpee pull-ups are just such a time suck that the difference in 10 reps is 40 seconds. I think we're going to see somebody get 180. I think that, maybe that'll probably just, be... Maybe that's just ridiculous, but I, I just have a feeling we're going to see somebody get 180. I, I um, mean, it's, 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 that's under a minute of work, probably, of difference from where Roman's at. It's not unrealistic. They were not running hard. I think if somebody has a good running track soccer background, they've got a phenomenal engine. I think we could see it. Um, like it's the type of workout that I think that Ricky could do something like that because he's just such a good runner. His threshold's so high. Um, I think also a great still. upper body puller and you yep. know good at good at. Uh, so we see so one like of our that, one of our athletes profile of athlete, Big Bron, one fifty nine and two seventy six, very solid scores. Um, and then I think I think for the thruster, God, I I just saw a video the other day of Tola push pressing three fifteen and it looked like nothing, and so to <laughs> me like. <laughs> Uh, God, I don't know what the biggest push presses out there for guys are, but I think that we're going to see something. You got to see something 335 or so. CrossFit Thor, probably. 345, maybe. I I would think CrossFit Thor is probably going to be up around 350. Yeah. I mean, Tim Paulson's got to have a great push press as well. I know he's strong overhead. The boys at Invictus will do really well. They did five well, shuttles or did well, at least six shuttles. Uh, Dakota, Dakota, your your internet sucks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You're breaking up. Um, I I'm not sure what he asked. Did you know what he asked, Kiefer? Nope. No. Am I alone? Um, yeah, you're Charlie Brown's teacher. No. You're dead to us now. Yeah, yeah, you're done. Um, I, uh, on the female side, what are, what are we thinking? 225, 240, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I was thinking, I, th- I think we're going to see a 230 to 240 on the women's side. Yep. 
I think that's doable. And I sure. think it's, but I think that you're going to see a vast majority of men stockpiled like 265 to 280, and a vast majority of women stockpiled in like the 180 to 190 range. I think it's going to be lower. I think you're going to see so? a massive stockpile of 165 to 185 for women. I yeah. think it's going to be a massive, I think you're going to have a ton um, uh, between, you know, especially of like, you know, high level quarters, semi like, like mm -hmm. mid-level semis that are going to be stockpiled between 165 and 185. And it's just lends back to my thing of like, get a, if you don't have one, get a really good idea of what your thruster is, because I think that there's going to be a lot of people with unfortunate execution errors just because they made too big of a jump or because they ran out of time. And I think that it's going to be enough that people will redo because that's going to make such a drastic difference. Like the difference between 10 or 15 pounds is going to be huge in the leaderboard. So really try to get a good idea, plan yourself, put yourself in a position to be able to get close to that number. Dakota, I think you're, you're back in, among the living. You, you, you want to chime in? We're back in. Yeah, you're in. Sweet. Hey, I was hey, uh, asking about the, uh, the rounds shuttle run because I was trying to calculate some reps. Like if they took five seconds off per shuttle run, that would give them that extra 30 seconds to hammer out those burpees. So you can see, yeah, if 10 to 15 extra reps there at the end on top of the 168. Yeah. I mean, you can just see that in their drop off in the shuttle run starting around a minute, getting to like a minute 20. If there's somebody out yeah. there that can, if there, there are, but if there are people out there that can average in like the minute and eight second range across the whole board, and that's going to make a big difference. And I think you're just going to see this be a, a, a really impressive race of, of the endurance athletes in the first part. Yeah, I feel like somebody like James Sprague is just going to smash that first part. I don't uh, – Jared, you're late. You're going to have to rewind, and you'll hear us talk about what percent um, they can give on that, what they can expect on the thruster. <laughs> no, but for real, I, I, you know, what we said before is I think we were surprised by how little the workout affected our ability to thruster. Heart rate was really high. It took a minute or two to get that back. But when we went to do the thruster, you were surprised by how fresh your legs and actual like thruster ability felt. And so we both took kind of throwaway weights to start. And I think that we both regretted it because it just it lost us about a minute of time that we could have used. So looking at the difference in strategies, obviously, Roman finished higher, but he's just stronger at the movement anyway. But looking at the strategies where Roman started at 135 and then went to 225, Pat started at 230 and just jumped up from there. I think that you can err more on the side of starting at like that 70 to 75% weight and you're gonna be fine. It might feel a little heavy because your heart rate's high, but I think that if it saves you a minute, then that's a minute of time you could use to take closer jumps to your heaviest weight and not have that opportunity to like maybe miss a load and get stuck with a weight you're not happy with. You're welcome, Jared. I agree. Yep, After agreed. Watching, and, then, yeah. and then, you know, that last, that last attempt definitely squeeze out every second you can before you uh, need to get that bar off the ground. There's no need to rush it. I mean, you are probably going to be rushing your last attempt to squeeze in one more, um, but <clears throat> lift off at, you know, 59 seconds, 58 seconds. Okay. I'm, we're not, we're actually not answering this question from Jared. He came on right after we answered it already. What one was it? What was, um, what's the uh, most weight we'll see? I'm saying, I'm saying 330 with the kilo bar with the kilos, 150. No, no, no. I think, I think it's going to be more than that. I think you're going to see closer to 340, 350. Yeah, I think I think CrossFit Thor could, could hit somewhere around 350. Anthony Davis, right? Uh, Luis Oscar Moya, Tola, 
uh, them boys at Invictus are big and strong. I think there's a three, lot of guys that are going to put three, up something I think you'd see, yeah, I think you'd see 340 plus, honestly. Yeah. And on the women's side, I think 230 plus. I think we'll see a couple women that can that might be able to hit 230 plus. Hopefully, um, one of them's in our gym. Yeah, I think one of them could be on our gym. Um, so I don't, it should be fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see this. I mean, I, I, I like to test. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the same time domain, um, as last week, but, but, but as you pointed out earlier, like very different tests. Super Stimulus super is so different. different. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Which I think is fun. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. This is a um, good, true kind of threshold endurance test. Like, can you hurt? Can you move? Do you understand your, your fitness and your heart rate? Predictions for next week. Oh yeah, I guess we left out Gee and those strong boys. I, that's a massive oversight on our part. We'd look stupid if we didn't mention Gee as one of those guys. Yeah, Guy, well, they mentioned. Guys. I still think you know, the, strong, stronger. You know, Boz mentioned the. Flip I don't think flop, we know yeah, how strong he is. Oh dang it! Was I getting cut out again? No, you're no, good. You're good. You're good. Okay, you're, you're good. We're um, just talking over you, bro. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I mean, he mentioned the the flip flop. You know, the normal ideal of mid weight high, high thrusters. Um, and that they were going to change it. So I don't think we're going to see the traditional Fran combo. Um, I think we could still see, you know, just a bars or a pull-up progression in there. I don't think so. Uh, no? I think there are two reasons. I think that's wrong for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because they already did toe-to-bar, ring muscle-ups, and burpee pull up So all we've done is, like, pulling, hanging type stuff. Two, okay. because the two women that they just announced are, the, like, the best in the world on their hands. And so Correct. I think we're seeing wall walks or handstand walks next week. We're definitely going to see wall walks or handstand walks next week. Um, what about a, a, a modified two-round Diane, kind of like they did? Uh, yeah. I think it would be really cool. I was going to say, I think we're going to see wall – I think we're going to see uh, uh, either wall walks or handstand walks and deadlifts next week. I, I was just going to say kettlebell deadlifts, wall walks, high rep on the deadlifts with it. Could be. Everybody's talking about the kettlebells. This could be, this could be it. It could be. I mean, that they, they did, they did say you need it. Equip, it's on mm-hmm. the equipment list. Yep. Right. So we mm-hmm. could see them. Cool. Any, any parting, uh, any, any parting shots or, or, uh, or last points boys? Nope. Uh, I will be practicing my wall walks and handstand walks for the next week. So I can try to not yeah. go over four against Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's nothing, there's nothing left for me. Oh man. You got a deadlift. You got a big deadlift. Be all right. We're not getting a heavy deadlift. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a lot. The of world is not that good to me. Yeah. And I also thought that shuttle runs and burpees were the workout I could beat him at. <laughs> so I, I would have thought are. so too. Yeah. I would have thought so. Well, too. the pull up, it's gotta be the pull up. Yeah. That extra range of motion. You're just so tall. Mm-hmm. Jared, Party. you want to stay on and chat for a while or? Uh... Yeah. Apparently, apparently Jared just, just, just joined us like what about five minutes ago. Somebody send him, <laughs> somebody send him the link. Just let send him the link. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Thanks again. Until next time. Until next time. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll, we'll get our, our crew will be getting after this and, uh, but I'm sure before then we'll have some scores from uh, from our uh, Aussies and Kiwis and stuff. I haven't even checked. I gotta check IG and see if who who wants who wants to chat prior to. But we should have some some good scores for people to to uh, know once we get to the gym. So Let's go. Bye everyone. Until next time. This is in the doghouse. <laughs>